0: Good morning, Besorot Tavot. Going back now to Talalay Chaim after a bit of a break on Hanukkah with the parasha. So he's going through three different levels of Bitachon. And we're at the first level, which is the hardest level, or the, the sorry, we're at the first level, which is the most basic level. I'm just going to remind you what we've done. Everyone agrees. It's the understanding that we're in good hands. Meaning, even if we don't understand why things are happening, we appreciate and we understand that God knows what He's doing. And therefore, even through our eyes, something is not so good. We understand that it is the Tova. V'Haydu Sh'adam ba'Veli Yode'a. Hei Tevshah Kadush That a believing person understands well that God is running the show. Hu Yode'a Sh'akadosh Baruch Hu R'evet Sofem Be'Roche Olam B'avad Sofem. That God sees everything. U'Bakiv Yode'a Hei Tev Bahu Ha'Tov Bahavu Ha'Adam B'Cholei Berega. And God knows what is the real good for me or you at any time. V'la'Chaim even if a person is themselves trying to move forward, bring upon themselves good, who he knows that he's not working on his own. So a person who trusts God is Misha zacha she emunatotye chazaka vaabuka, someone who has merited uh, that their belief is strong and deep. Ad kadeikach shehu barkish v'chay et ha'uvda shehashem nihel ubarhig et hakol, to the degree that he understands that God's in control of everything. Velacheru botech b'kar shekobash hashemu says elatova. And therefore, he believes that everything God is doing is for the best. It doesn't mean that you stop praying for something like Parnassah and health. However, At the end of the day, deep in our hearts, he relies and has trust in God. This, uh, I have to tell you, comes to mind something that uh, may, maybe some of you remember there was a a young soldier called Nachshon Vaxman. His mother's claim to fame was, and I think she set up Shalva. Um, and Nachshon Vaxman, Hashem Yikom Dabo, was kidnapped by Hamas. And it was kidnapped by Hamas in 1994, I think it was. It was, the yard the, the site is the exact day that Yitzhak Rabin was killed the year after. And uh, Hamas put this young soldier on television and declared an ultimatum that he would be killed on a certain day if a certain amount of prisoners were not to be released. Uh, The Israeli Secret Service were able to work out where he was and they sent uh, a group, a battalion, to try and rescue him. We had all been told, uh, I don't know whether some of you remember this, but we had all been told that uh, the ultimatum would finish at about 8 o'clock on a Friday night. It was Cheshvan, and in those days, Sha'on Choref, the winter clock, went back at Yom Kippur, just before Yom Kippur, so it was an early Shabbat. Already it was an early Shabbat. And so many, many people in Israel, as far as I can remember, went to shul, went home, had a suldari and then went back to shul at 8 o'clock to pray. We didn't know what was going to happen. We had no idea what was happening. In the event, what actually happened was that our, our commandos stormed the place that Naqshul Vaxman was being held hostage. But he was being held hostage behind very strong metal doors, and he was very well guarded, probably much like the situation today. Uh, what actually happened was that one of the soldiers, I think his name was Porat, was killed, Shebi uh, And Nakhshavatsma was killed as well. The terrorists were killed in the aftermath. I remember, and maybe the older ones amongst you were there or remember, I remember coming into school the next day and being confronted by a group of girls who uh, were complaining about the fact that we all prayed and it doesn't work, and it just doesn't work. So, I didn't have and I don't have a particular answer. I don't know that it doesn't work. I, I know that we don't always get what we ask for. That doesn't mean it doesn't work, it just means we don't get what we ask for. These are two very, very different things. What I can tell you is what his father, who passed away just last year, his father said to the cameras immediately after burying his son on the Mose Shabbos, uh, one of the reporters turned to Mr. Waxman and said, all of these prayers, it was a Frum family, all of these prayers, they didn't help. Uh, Mr. Waxman turned around on the spot. You may be able to find this somewhere on YouTube. Mr. Mr. Waxman turned, tur- turned around on the spot, and he said, he said, you know, God is my father, and like any father, sometimes I ask for something, and he says yes, but sometimes I ask for something, and he says, no. And on this occasion, he said no. And that was it. Das ist das. That is what he said. That is that is how the conversation finished. I thought, I was very impressed, impressed in, in every meaning of the word and influenced by the way this father who had moments before buried his son turned round and came out with such a sentence. It's one thing for a teacher to say it or to speak about it theoretically, It's another thing for someone to say it in reality when it's actually happening. And this is the first level of bitachon. God knows what he's doing, even if we have absolutely no idea and and no perspective whatsoever, no way of explaining uh, why God is doing what he's doing. The bitachon is that God knows what he's doing. I think sometimes we embarrass ourselves when we try to explain why God is doing what he's doing. I've been... Many times I have referred to the fact of, of great people, important people, alluding to why the Holocaust happens, which I find to be extremely shocking. I, I don't think a human being could possibly ever, unless you're a Navi and we don't have Navi and we don't have prophets today, I don't think a human being can ever explain why these things happen. And um, and therefore we, we, we take the approach of Aharon, HaKohain, Vayidom Aharon, and we are just silent and Aaron's silence, I believe, was an inner silence as well. He didn't, it wasn't just on the outside that he didn't react to this sudden death of his children, he didn't react on the inside either. He accepted the fact that's a very, very high madrega. I, I find that when people stand up and try to explain why things happen, they desecrate the living, they desecrate the, the dead, and they desecrate God because there, there are some things that we simply cannot explain. Uh, it, it's hard to explain. Why these people were kidnapped? It's hard to explain why babies were were murdered in such a way, why women were raped in such a way. These things, they, you can't give a reason, and it's shocking sometimes when people do. I, I only heard a rebuff actually, because there are two dati kibbutzim in the south of Israel, uh, Sad and Alumim, and they suffered very little. Uh, casualties is not exactly true because in the in Alumim or in Saad, I think I think the entire Thailand team that was working in the cow sheds, almost the entire team was murdered. Uh, Fifteen people were murdered, but someone must have said because I heard the reaction. Someone must have said that these kibbutzim were hurt less because they they were religious and they were keeping Shabbos, and I only heard the reaction of the head of Kibbutz Hadati when she came on the radio. Uh, or she was quoted on the radio. She didn't come on the radio. She was quoted on the radio saying, I simply don't believe that. And of course, it's not true because there are people in Ofakim who are very, very from and keeping Yontov and keeping Shabbos, and they were killed. Uh, so when people stand up and say these things, it's, it, it, it's not kavod lola chayim ve lola not to Judaism, not to anything we believe. Uh, and that is not the trust that we're talking about on this first level. The trust we're talking about this level is is Mr. Baxman. This is He's my father. That's what he decided. I don't understand. I, I have no perception of why what is happening is happening. But I, but I believe that he knows what he's doing. I'm living in the middle of a story. If you heard Sheik Lali this week, uh, we were referring to the fact, the way that Yosef, when he speaks to his brothers, he first of all says, Asher machal moti, You are the ones who sold me. But then he says, You shouldn't feel bad. ki Hashem shalachani, Because God sent me here there 's a purpose now, now yosef can can Yosef must have had this belief right the way through to to um to show such uh, forgiveness after having been away from the family for so long and after having been isolated in, in Egypt on his own, for, isolated on his own, obviously, for, for so long, uh, he must have had an incredible amount of faith right the way through. But at this stage, the story has developed to the degree that Yosef can look back and he can say, uh, It looks like you sold me, but but we can see that Hashem Shalachani, Shalachani, God sent me, there, there, was a, there was a reason for this support. I did mention in passing as well that I think this is the reason why we call Seder night Seder, uh, because we are taking a period of 210 years, most of which was disastrous and oppressive, and we're putting it into Seder, where we are starting from the beginning, from the very beginning when Abraham had... The, uh, the Brit ben Tarim, and he was told that we were going down to Egypt and we were going to be there for 400 years, or we are going to be Geirin for 400 years better off, and, and we go all the way right to the end of Siat Mitzrayim, and that's, that it's called Seder. Have you ever thought, why do we call it Seder? Because we're making Seder. We, we are seeing the whole story afterwards, but we have the advantage in the story of Pesach to look at the whole story. We don't have the advantage now To look at a whole story i think the whole story we're in the middle of um started when we went into galut and the second Beit dash and the holocaust is part of that story the state of israel is part of that story but i don't know what page we're up to in the story I, i know what's meant to happen at the end i've read the last page as have you. We've read the Navuot, we've read the prophecies. I don't know how the process is meant to work. I don't know is the most correct answer. I don't know. Uh, And so I am left here to decide whether I trust that God knows what he's doing or I don't think that God knows what he's doing. And uh, I prefer the former because I know how limited I am in my capacity to understand things. And, and that is our trust in God. It doesn't mean, it categorically does not mean that I can turn around as a regular human being and say right now, this is good. Uh, no, uh, because that would be insensitive and that would be, I think, not human. What I can say is, I don't understand. I don't understand, but I believe that God knows what he is doing. So we'll leave it at that for today. Have a good day.